What would you do if the person you loved and relied on since childhood was on a path to self-destruction? Mrs. Thompson says she wants a better life than what she and her wife had growing up, but feels her wife's insecurities are holding them back. She says she can no longer watch her wife sabotage herself and their future. Is there still hope for these two? Let's hear their case. Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Starr presiding. Your Honor, this is the case of Thompson versus Thompson. Thank you. Mrs. Danny Thompson, you are here today because you say you want your wife to try harder for a better life and a better future for your family. You say her financial irresponsibility, her lack of communication skills, and her lack of intimacy are the major problems in your marriage. Yes, Your Honor. And Mrs. Alexandra Thompson, you say that you and your wife are just not on the same page right now, and you're missing the bond you two once shared. You say you and your wife are soulmates, even though you don't know if she feels the same. Yes, Your Honor. Okay, Mrs. Thompson, I'm going to start with you. Tell us what brings us here today. Yes, Your Honor. I'm here today because we're having problems that are spiraling into many problems in our relationship. Our trouble with finances, Mm -hmm. our trouble with communication, and the lack of severe intimacy. Um, Something has to change, Your Honor. Well, Mrs. Thompson has laid out her case. What do you say in response, Mrs. Thompson? Yes, Your Honor. I feel that we've been in a relationship for 12 years. I feel that we're lacking compassion. Our communication is at a low. And I just want to restore the relationship. You know, it's a rarity that people come in here looking to find the solutions to fix it. So we are walking into this conversation solution-oriented today. Yes, Your Honor. Yes, Your Honor. Absolutely. So why don't you, Mrs. Danny Thompson, walk me through the last 12 years together? Well, me and Alexandra, Your Honor, met through the foster care system. Mm. We both grew up in the system. And when we first met, she came to my house and I made some fried chicken, macaroni cheese, and green beans because that's my favorite meal. And after that, we kind of just lost communication with each other. A few years goes forward and MySpace is happening. And my wife now slid in my DM and she was like, you're cute. And I was like, you're cute too. We went out on a date and took off from there. The rest is history. Here we are 12 years later and... We're here today. And I need to find out about that fried chicken, macaroni and cheese and that collard greens (laughs) because that's my favorite meal also. (laughs) Talk to me, Miss Alexandra Thompson. You tell me how it went from that joyous meeting, greeting, and 12 years, you end up here. Yes, Your Honor. For me, it was... It was beautiful. It was blissful. I did slide into her DMs. Um, they weren't calling it sliding into no. DMs then. <laughs> no, but I did message her. And, I, you know, because from before, I, were dating, I was dating uh, older women. Okay. Um, and I just felt like I needed something fresh. I needed something new. And I needed someone my age. So let's see if we can't come to some solutions. First of all, I know a little bit about how you began, but what were the things that brought you here? And since you're the plaintiff, why don't you start? Well, the first thing is finances. I feel like my wife has poor money management skills. Um, I got to be honest, when we first started dating, I wasn't financially stable. She held us down for the first year and a half. And then I um, ended up getting a job, and I ended up taking on the role in the house, making sure the bills are paid, making sure food's on the table. And 
I noticed that I, I kind of spoiled my wife, you know? I would get paid and I'd be like, how much money you need, you know? And she would take the money, <laughs> do what she do with it. And I, but the bills was paid and our, our, how we was brought up being in the foster care system, stability is everything to us. Mm-hmm. So, cause we don't ever want to be homeless again. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me. You take your time. Oh, sorry. Robert, would you give Mrs. Thompson a tissue? Cause something tells me this is extremely emotional and I want you to take your time. Thank you, Robert. No problem. Take another one. Okay. So our goal, Your Honor, when we would have pillow talk was we never want to go back mm-hmm. to that. We both grew up in shelters, transitional housing. Mm-hmm. So whatever we had in our pocket, make sure our rent was paid. Mm-hmm. I pay most of the, the bills in the house, mm-hmm. but what my wife will do is she didn't spent my check before 10 times before I even know when I'm getting paid. So, prime example, rent comes around and it's due, and she's supposed to have her half, I have my half. Well, she'll do this one conversation. Hey, babe, do you think when you get paid, do you think you could put more towards the rent than I? And I would tell her, well, Alex, you, you're working as well. You know, you need to put in on the bill. This was an agreement, you know? Mm-hmm. But the issue with the finances is... She, it's always up and down because she keeps changing jobs. We're getting older, and I feel that we should be establishing a career instead of a job. But what you're basically saying is your goals are not as aligned as they need to be or as you thought they were. Yes, Your Honor. I feel that our goals at once upon a time was aligned, and now that we've gotten older, they're on two different paths. Let me talk to Mrs. Alexandra Thompson right now and see what your perspective is. Um, in regards to that, it's somewhat true that I do check her pockets a little bit more often than I'm supposed to. I feel like I get paid less, however. Are you looking for a career or are you really just no. interested <laughs> in having jobs that you can, you know, sustain your lifestyle at this point? I feel like at this point, until I figure out what I truly want to do, I'm gonna continue to work. That's been my family's history. Uh, we work regardless of anything, no matter what, no matter how demeaning the job is or not. As long as I have a job and I'm providing some kind of way, it's fine. Why are you all having trouble with intimacy? It's clear you love each other. Mainly towards my body. I've always been big. When she met me, I was already 250 pounds. You know, she's kind of insecure in her own way about dating a big girl, and that took a blow to me. I didn't realize at the time that it would hinder her so much that here we are 12 years later. Now I'm fighting for PDA. So, Mrs. Alexandra Thompson, I'm just wondering, uh, as you look towards your future, do you see way over there or are you still seeing right what's in front of you? Unfortunately, I feel like I'm seeing what's in front of me. My, my, I'm a worry person, so I worry about bills and more so what we're going to do the next day, how we're going to survive the next day. And I... it's, it's bothering, you know? Like, when she say in front of her, it's literally, like, the next day. Um, we'll go out on a date and I'll, I, I will hustle to make sure that I put aside money so that we can have this intimacy, that, which is another issue we have. And after we're done eating or in the middle of eating, how are we going to pay for this? And it's like, girl, the worrying is going to drive you into your grave if you keep worrying. I got you. I've shown you 
that I got you. Just trust me. Why are you all having trouble with intimacy? It's clear you love each other. A primary reason would be, for me, I just a worry bug. I'm too busy focused on the now uh, to even have a moment with her. And then also, when I do have that moment of wanting in intimacy, you know, showing my love language, I think sometimes she can be a little sleepy bug, let her sit somewhere for no more than two minutes, and she is asleep. Um, even when it comes to our going to bed sometimes, we, you know, we had a good day, we're both in a good vibe and everything like that, so I'm kind of inching towards her, and it's, oh, yeah. babe, I'm asleep, you know, or I hear snoring instantly. I'm a veterinarian technician, so I work with dogs, cats, mm -hmm. you name it, I work with them, and it takes a lot out of my body, and sometimes I smell like a dog. And I... But they have showers. Thank <laughs> you. They have they showers. Do. They <laughs> have all kind of body wash. Thank you. My wife has a strong nose, and so... Yes, Listen, no, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I walk around sometime and look at folk, and I said, with all the products that are out here, there's no excuse that your hair does not look right, that your behind does not smell good. Okay. I don't even know what else I can say that doesn't break it down like that, because okay. there's enough... Stuff. So don't even use that excuse. Okay. You may right. have a strenuous job and you may be tired, but you, everybody can take a shower. Yes, you're right. And I do Thank take you. showers <laughs> just to clear that up. Um, but mainly, it's, it's deeper than that, truthfully. Uh -huh. My wife struggles with insecurities. Okay, Ms. Thompson, <laughs> what are you insecure about? And let's talk about how we can fix it. Okay, so it's mainly towards my body. I've always been big, and she, when she met me, I was already probably 250 pounds plus. And there were times when we used to go out to clubs or primarily clubs or some kind of like public event. And then as soon as she like walks through the door, she goes to another female and dances with her the whole night. You felt like she was rejecting <laughs> you. Yes. Yeah, so over time, you know, that started to, you know, get to me. And then she kind of opened up and was said, you know, she's kind of insecure in her own way about dating a big girl. And that took a blow to me. And truthfully, I haven't really recovered from that. I didn't realize at the time that my actions of me dancing with women that are smaller than her, that it would hinder her so much that here we are 12 years later and it's still an issue. Now I'm fighting for PDA. I didn't know that her, she had an eating disorder. When I'm not around, she eats. Her mother passed away due to obesity. I don't want you to die. On the day that I had weight loss surgery, I weighed 307 pounds. I lost 160 pounds. That's the statement I want to hear from you. Yes, Your It's time for you to take control of your life. If you'd like your case to be heard on Divorce Court, call us toll-free at 1-877-311-2222 or log on to our website at divorcecourt.com. Miss the show? Watch full episodes on our streaming platforms and follow us on social media for exclusive content. And I read, Mrs. Thompson, Mrs. Danny Thompson, that you're concerned that these behaviors are manifesting themselves in overeating. And I know you're worried about your weight. So tell me how that's happening. When I first met my wife, like she said, she's always been a plus-size girl. Um, I didn't know that her, she had an eating disorder. Well, recently, I started noticing, like, Starbucks cups in that car, receipts. Um, she came and opened up to me and told me that when I'm not around, she eats. She, when, like she said, she literally confessed that she ate a whole box of pizza before to me and 
before, I'd be like, I'd be trying to console her. I'd be trying to tell her, like, babe, you don't have to do that. Like, you could put that energy into something else. You know, if you feel like that, I will step away from my job and I will talk to you. But don't eat yourself. Now, the big issue is that her, she knows that her mother passed away due to obesity. My fear, and I hope it's her fear, is that if she keeps going down this route, that it's not going to be a good outcome. Mm -hmm. I've changed my eating habit after my health issues. I found out I was a diabetic and my father died of it. So I had to change the way I eat. Well, with a person who has an eating disorder, she don't feel no consequences with it because she don't... She's comfortable where she's at. No, she's not comfortable where she is. No, Mrs. Thompson, um, you and I both know that there's a little secret. We're not comfortable where we are. We tell everybody we're comfortable where we are. We, we are the full-figure, fantastic, got-it-going-on girls. But if it's impacting on our health, we know it before anybody else knows it. Yes, ma'am. We just have not accepted it and ready to move on. But that is one of the reasons why, Mrs. Thompson, I asked someone to come in to help us. Ablash Pullican, he's a licensed counselor with over 10 years of experience in substance abuse, addiction, and socioeconomic inequities. Um, because we all know that eating disorders, especially in the African-American female population, is at epidemic proportions. And what we want to do is see if we can put some things in place that help this process so that it can help this relationship. So, Robert, will you ask Mr. Pullican to come and join us? Yes. You know, Mrs. Thompson, I thought as I read through the case that there's some underlying issues here and I needed to hear from Mr. Pullican to help us identify those issues. So, Mr. Pullican, welcome and thank you for being here. What are the signs that Mrs. Alexandra Thompson might be responding to something underlying since she is having trouble with her eating? The signs that uh, Alexandra might be responding to something underlying just stem from her behaviors around food, uh, around connection, around affection, uh, really speaks to me that something is going on there. And Mr. Pullican, I think I have identified that neither one of these women has dealt with an underlying trauma. I would agree, Your Honor. And so, Mr. Pullican, how common is it to turn inward when dealing with trauma? It's quite often, especially if that trauma happens during childhood, because especially during childhood, if there's no one to comfort and protect you, mm -hmm. you tend to rely on yourself. And, sir, I'm going to ask you to put on that expert hat for me and please give each one of the Thompson wives a piece of advice. Absolutely. Miss Danny Thompson, uh, the thing that I'm going to tell you is that your needs matter. And I think so often you spend so much time taking care of Miss Alexandra, the woman that you love, that you tend to ignore what's going on with yourself until, mm -hmm. until it's too late. So the thing that I'm going to tell you is do that work on yourself to identify what you need so that you know what you need before a collapse happens. And oh, Miss Alexandra, I want to tell you that you've gone through an incredible amount of pain and you deal with things by creating distance from them. When things are hard at work, you back away. When things are hard in your relationship, you back away. Uh, when you're dealing with pain, you back away and run to food, and that hurts your ability to connect with the people who want to help you, and hurts your ability to connect with yourself. So do that work to learn those skills to connect with yourself first. Mr. Pullican, thank you so very much for your insight. 
and for Thank your you. compassion for these two women. I appreciate it. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. Mrs. Thompson, I know it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It it's is. a lot. But something worth having is worth working towards. Mrs. Alexandra Thompson, do you love Mrs. Danny Thompson? Absolutely. With everything in me, it, she's been my rock throughout this entire time. The loss of my mom, that whole experience for me was an eye-opener. And if anything, you know, she was right there to support me in that. I don't want you to die. Like, she was laid out, and we knew what it was caused for. Like, yeah. What we experienced, what, what you experienced, I don't, I didn't even want you to experience that. You said it's an eye-opener. It should have woke you up, babe. And what we're going to do is talk that through. Because I can tell you for certain, I think back on that day so many years ago when I finally consciously made the decision that I had to lose weight for my health. Um, a friend of mine actually came to me and said, I'm so afraid that I'm going to come into your house and find you dead on the floor from a stroke or a heart attack. That's exactly what she said to me. Wow. Wow. And it sounds a lot like what your wife just said to you. Yeah. I can certainly tell you that woke me up. On the day that I had weight loss surgery, I weighed 307 pounds. That was in 2003. This is 2022. And I worked very hard and very long with therapists and friends and family and people who loved me to lose the weight, to change my lifestyle, I lost 160 pounds. Wow. I have kept 140 pounds off Legit, all these years. Yeah. That's the statement I want to hear from you. Yes, Your Honor. It's time for you to take control of your life. I'd like to offer you the opportunity to get some therapeutic help, because I can tell you it helped me. Okay. And I'll make sure that financially we take care of that. Thank you. You and you belong together. There's no question in my heart. That's my butter. <laughs> and she's your jelly. Yeah. You really have to focus on you. And what she said made so much sense. Yeah. Like, put yourself first. Okay. Right? I love you too, babe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's very hard for a relationship to go through trauma, and both parties have to realize that they both go through it. And I'm actually very glad that you stepped forward and said, gave him that nudge. I'm gonna send you in to get that therapy and to get help. It's absolutely necessary, and there's no shame to needing help sometime. The shame is in not getting it.